Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the depths of the offseason right now. We are continuing to bring you content. Me and Michael today are going to be doing the fantasy glossary of the offseason. It's going to be a fun episode. But before that, just wanted to remind you to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Even now, it is going to be your best friend and your ultimate weapon for your upcoming fantasy season and your dynasty seasons. Um, and also, don't forget patreon.com slash Fantasy to support the show. Um, you know, we've kind of gotten away from Twitter since this whole Twitter debacle. So if you want to reach us, the Discord is the best place to go. There's constant talk about uh, everything in the offseason. So come join us over there. If you get tons of extras during the season and in the offseason. And of course, youtube.com slash Fantasy if you haven't already um, checked us out. We're doing it here. We're trying to get subscribers there. Um, let's get it. If you're listening here and you haven't seen us there, come see us. But before you come see us, check out this awesome intro we got. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy Football. The unintentional remix. That's just what you got. It's me, Michael. <laughs> and I'm with my brother, Tim. What's good, Tim? Whoa. <laughs> I got a shitty name. Damn, Damn that's what Tim. you got for me? We haven't seen each other on the on the mic in this long, and you got shitty name for me? That's what you got? Yeah. Glad to Damn. be back. Glad Michael to be back. Like I mean, I'm you started with the classic Tim move. Yeah, playing the wrong uh, intro played, there for I like played the crunch time intro, which, by yeah. the way, if you don't know, we do a live show every Sunday morning. Um, yeah, check that out, because we, we love doing that one. That there was a good one. Cass is on there. Yeah, Cass is on there. Matt is on there. Yeah, not not now. We're not doing Sunday morning stuff now. But um, what we do have now is an idea that, listen, I'm not going to just plagiarize other podcasts. I'm going to give people their due where credit is due. And we got this from a podcast I've been listening to for a long time. That is the Around the NFL podcast. They don't do fantasy stuff, so I don't have a problem mentioning them on the, on here. And we got the idea from them. So shout out to them. They had a, they had a couple great episodes. of And it gave me the idea to do a fantasy glossary because it gives you the opportunity to talk about whatever you want at a time when anything is on the table. We are in the depths of the offseason. Uh, the depth of the depths. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was an like, excellent idea. And there, while I was doing it, I was like getting excited. I know Michael's like titles, but I don't know what he's going to talk about. So I'm excited to hear what Michael has, see if we have any overlaps. Hopefully we you don't. should uh, explain a, li- a little bit more than just glossary because it's I wouldn't know what that means. All right, fine. Uh, that's a good point. So what we're going to do is we're going to go A, B, C, D like a glossary. Right. And um, and then we're going to attach a word or a phrase to that letter and then we're going to talk about the subject that that letter coincides with michael does that did you does that good that was decent but um it'll be very obvious once we start how it works yeah so here's how we don't what we don't know is going to work and you know since we've gotten on youtube i mentioned in the in the intro but come follow us on youtube right now we're at 135 subscribers on youtube which is not you know not in anywhere near uh, where we are on other platforms in the audio version. So if you're listening to this on the audio version and you have, want to uh, check us out on the video version. 200, 230-ish, Tim. You're 100 short. but 230? Yes. On the YouTube? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, you're 100 short. Nice. <laughs> All right. Oh, 230. So come help us get some more of those. We'd like some more. Um, so, yeah, come check us out. Hit the subscribe. If you got nothing to do, right, it's, it's, it's the offseason. You're not watching football. Yeah, hit subscribe. Um, but with that, with that being said, uh, yeah, Michael, so we don't know if this is going to be one episode. We don't know if it's going to be two episodes. And because we're live on the YouTube, um, we're not going to be able to have sidebars about anything. So we're going to, you know, we're going to see, is this going to be one thing where we take like half the alphabet and we make it one episode and then the next episode is going to be the other half or is it going to be just a whole A through Z today? We don't know. You, come come join us for the ride because we have no idea. True that. Michael, what, if, if you had to put the odds on either making the making it one episode or having to stretch it into two, what are you putting the odds on? If it was me and Matt, I'd say maybe one. Since it's me and you, I'd say two. We've we're already five minutes in. Just because I, I I know you're probably gonna. There's no news, but somehow you're gonna take forty five minutes on news. No, I'm not gonna do then, any news. 
<laughs> because we have the news kind of in, in within the glossary of what's happening currently. Yeah. So, um, but Michael, how's I, your day, man? What what you you look sunburnt? Is is it because I busted yeah, that ass in basketball little, this, this weekend? Ten. Hey, I wasn't guarding you, Tim. All right, but Tim was <laughs> cooking. Was cooking this weekend playing basketball. Oh. I was I hurt my ankle in the process, but it was worth it because I put on a legendary performance. They'll never yeah. be forgotten. I mean, we spent a lot of time in the sun. I definitely do look a little a little tan. You said burnt, I say tan. Tomato, but, tomato. I look yeah. a little burnt too. All right, let's burn these letters. What do you say, Michael? Let's start. Let's All do right. it. So the first one, the first guy, of course, is me because I. You know, I, I I run the ship. I'm like the the uh, the host guy, right? That's 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 my title, I think. So I'm gonna the start guy because I made the decision. And my first one is apples. Apples. What do you mean, honey crisp apples? apples? You know what? It's because Michael is on here, and I want to tell Michael, hey Michael, how about them apples, Mister No Running Back, right here? I'm, I'm I am so on the running back train this year. You have no idea. All these analysts are zigging. Your boy is zagging. And let I, look, there's no such thing really as a workhorse back in the sense of LaDainian Tomlinson anymore, right? So let's get that out of the way. There's only, I'm not going to say there's none. There's a few guys in the league. But in the new version of every down back, right? A guy who catches the ball and runs the ball may not be on the field for more than you know, 55% of the snaps, 60, 65% of the snaps, but is getting the work because he's a major part of the offense. That's like the new workhorse running back. And when you're looking down the list of these guys that are available this year, there are a plethora of guys that could be playing a role where they are the clear number one in their backfield. I'm going to go through them. Now, Michael, you stop me if you think I'm, I'm ludicrous on any of these. Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. These are all the same as last year. Just listen. Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, Bijan Robinson, Joe Mixon, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson. Etienne is Jay questionable. Okay, I'll give you that one. James Conner. Damian Connor, Pierce. Connor's questionable. Miles Pierce, Sanders. Pierce, highly questionable. Why? Because he's Damian Pierce. No, that's no, 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 no. He right now he's in that role. I'm not done either. Cam Miles Akers. Sanders questionable. Cam Akers. Akers questionable. Now you're just getting Rashad guys White. Why are, are these questionable? To lead back. Because yeah, none why of these, these guys have been workhorses before. Doesn't. I'm not saying that we. You were the one that was like, oh, this is last year's list. No, this is this year's list. And all of these guys have the ability to get all the touches you need to be to have a beautiful mwah, mwah, two running back combo. And you know what? I, this is early in the offseason and things change. But right now, these guys look like the worst workhorse running backs in their uh, in their backfields. It looks like the job is theirs. So I'm running with it. Isaiah Pacheco. I didn't even mention. I feel like Isaiah Pacheco has an opportunity to take a leap this year. So that's like I, I mean, I just saying Isaiah like 20 Pacheco, guys. Pacheco is like just ludicrous. You said right, tell you if anything's ludicrous. Get all out right, of here, right, fine. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take Isaiah Pacheco off. But I mean, there's a, there's a world where it does. I'm saying it's not it's not only a world. It's likely that the guys I just rattled off are leading their backfields. And that's not even thinking just about like, leading the their surprise. backfields. Leading your backfields could be forty-five percent of touches these days. No, no, no. That's not yes. that's not the guys I listed though. I didn't even say J.K. Dobbins. Come on, man. The running backs are back, baby. And You're the naming... running back dead zone this year, right now, right How now, from what it looks like. This mad on the first letter. You're just mad because it's the truth. You wouldn't be mad if you, okay, I wasn't yeah, telling yeah. the truth. That's the thing. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins and his half a kneecap is gonna. Get four hundred touches this year too. Bro, sure. he played. He played well on half a kneecap last year, and now he's and now he's healthy. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. All right, Michael, you might be baffled by what I said. What's your first word? My first word. Uh, it's like Tim knows or something. Is baffling. Oh, I'm I'm curious, man. 
Baffling for the Washington TBD. Who knows? Are they going to be the commanders? I guess their name is baffling. But baffling because of the trust that they have in fifth-round quarterback Sam Howell. The Washington Commanders have a roster that is not bad. Like, it is a competitive roster. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson on offense. An offensive line that's not atrocious. A defense with Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Kendall Fuller. Like, this is not a team that cannot compete. And they did sign Jacoby Brissett in the offseason, who had a very good year for Cleveland last year before Deshaun Watson returned. But to just put all your trust with a team that should be competitive with this guy, Sam Howell, a fifth round pick last year who played in one game and completed like 12 passes, I think 11 passes in the entire season to just put all your trust in him is just absurd to me. Um, I don't get it for a team that has a shot to actually compete this year to put that this much trust in a fifth round quarterback is baffling to me, Tim truly baffling. I think one of the reasons why this happened is because I think when the ownership situation was so sticky, you got to remember Dan Snyder is getting sued left and right because the cheerle- because of like the cheerleaders said that they didn't treat him right. And he's doing things that the NFL yeah. didn't want. Like he has so many issues. He's trying to sell the team. They, he wants this many billion. They only want to give him this billion. Could be Jeff Bezos. Could be someone else. Yada, 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 yidi, yada, yidi. And, yo, stop playing with your mic over there. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry. I dropped it, actually, off the table. <laughs> uh, you know, like, they dropped the ball this year on this year. It's like they're punting this year. And it sucks because their it their team building was made for – this could be a competitive year. But I think they thought they were getting something better than they did when they got Carson Wentz. And especially when a guy like Aaron Rodgers was available this year, a guy like, because you think about it, like it's when it comes to the jets and the, and the commanders, when you're talking about offensive talent, you're not talking about that big of a gap where Aaron Rodgers couldn't have thought, Oh, let me go get myself in the NFC. Still, let me stay with the, let me go to the NFC East. It's a easier division. Like, why couldn't you be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes? Why couldn't you be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes? Why couldn't you be – why couldn't you trade up in the draft? Why couldn't you draft Will Levis or whatever? Like, why couldn't you make that move? I think it's because there were so yeah. much question marks around the ownership. And I mean, and I also – head coach said as much. I also think there's a very, very good chance that Jacoby Brissett ends up taking over as the quarterback, which you should never go into a season – that's supposed to be competitive where the backup quarterback is probably just as likely to play as the current starting quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Jacoby Brissett ends up winning the quarterback battle. I mean, he played really well last year, to be honest. We've never been Jacoby Brissett guys around here, but he was fantastic. And it showed even, it showed even more when Deshaun Watson really struggled to get that team going to wherever he wanted them to go. All right. Another, another, speaking of baffling, let's move on to see here. My C is a double whammy. Carry on. There's nothing to see here. And also Caleb Williams. Because these are the teams that are probably going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And thus, I will not be staying anywhere. I will not be drafting any of their players um, on these teams. And, you know, there's a couple teams that are just like, eh, just one player made the cut. Um, But I'm not drafting anyone. Michael mentioned on the Washington Commanders. I have no interest in having anything connected to Sam Howell or that split backfield. I have no interest in the commanders. The Las Vegas Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo is already injured. Um, But Devontae Adams obviously might not be on that team. I'll talk about Devontae Adams a little later. Um, The Tennessee Titans. Oh, what are you talking about? Derrick Henry is on that team. Look, if they're just going to stack the box, maybe this is the year that Derrick Henry finally does fall off that cliff that everyone's been waiting him to fall off of. And my number one is the Arizona Cardinals. There is nothing about this team that excites me. Right now, like, there is a chance that if Colt McCoy, like, Colt McCoy is their starter going into the season, and their their third their third quarterback is David Blau. So it's either Colt McCoy or David Blau. I don't want anything to do with Colt McCoy. Or David Blau. So, I mean, I'm not drafting guys from this team, these these teams, except 
like I said, Devontae Adams, if he's even on the teams. No, thank you. Carry on. Nothing to see here. Yeah, Actually, there's a, a 24-year-old quarterback out of Houston from the fifth round, Clayton Toon. That is like a new uh, Twitter darling that everyone hopes to start for the Cardinals because we'll get that board in May um, <laughs> when it comes to trying to find new things to say about about the teams. But, yeah, I, the I great, feel you. Remember the great Gabe Davis debate of 2022? Yeah. I mean, it was – Always super obvious. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it later. I'm gonna talk about it. Okay. No, but yeah, I I feel you. I I don't avoid teams entirely or players entirely for the most part. For guys like Terry McLaurin, Devontae Adams, like if I'm not gonna avoid them entirely. I I always draft based on like you know ADP, team need, things of that sort. So if there's value there, I'll draft them. But I do tend to uh, to fade those types of players. So yeah, you know players that don't score on bad teams. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one. You know, if you notice in the background, like if you take a look right there, our AJ Brown and Big Ben, they they got destroyed. So I put Big Ben's head on AJ Brown's body. Interesting. <laughs> well, uh, let's go into the next Innovative. one. <laughs> Michael, what's your D? <clears throat> Michael, show us your D. Hey, my D. <laughs> Is for dead. Let's get a little grim here for a second. And it's aimed towards us New Yorkers. Not us New Yorkers as me and Tim. The New Yorkers on the other side of the football spectrum. And the New York Giants whose Super Bowl aspirations are dead for the next four years after paying Daniel Jones four years, $166 million contract. Excuse me, four years, $160 million contract. This is not... Yeah, this is not a roster that is a championship-level roster. They had a Cinderella-type season last year. They uh, they made it to the playoffs. The They destroyed the Vikings and got absolutely just manhandled by the Philadelphia Eagles, who ended up making it to the Super Bowl and, of course, losing to the Chiefs. But nothing about the Giants' depth chart says Super Bowl talent. They got Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and then Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Darren Waller was their big acquisition. Their offensive line is whatever. Their defense is headed by uh, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, who are two guys on the defensive line. Like their secondary is very suspect. This is a team. Like this is a. I cannot think of a team that's more obvious for me to fade going into this season based on last season. Like I, I'm not entirely sure what the Giants over under is at the moment. But I do not expect the Giants to be in the playoffs next season. They do have I, all they do have all the telltale marks of a team that's ready to fall off. They they're just they're they got that Cinderella season that happened last year, and now they're trying to just carry on from there. And Daniel Jones is not that guy. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback. This is what teams do. They pay for mid-level QBs and really hope that they could just make it through. It happens. Rarely, rarely do we see it does happen, but the Trent Dilfer teams, for example, but that was a different era of football where defenses really did dominate like defensive dominate now, but it's more of an offensive game with the, with the new penalties and things. And it just, it's more of an offensive minded game where the offense really controls it more as we see Patrick Mahomes just running the table every single year now. So I just don't think Daniel Jones is that type of quarterback. And over the next four years, Giants fans are going to be, pretty upset and they're not going to be winning anything michael wants to smoke they have they have a lot of the like michael said they have a lot of those they had a lot of those late wins those late comeback wins and you know they had a healthy saquon barkley which they haven't had in a while and you know a lot of overachievers and usually when you have a team like that um the next level is either a super bowl contender or complete like face drop it's very rarely that you see a team like that incrementally get better, even though that's kind of the plan. Um, one thing I'll say, though, is Brian Dable is a fucking great coach. bro. So Yeah, he is. But I think it might be a little bit of a hangover season after the terrific first year with them. Too many cigars and cheeseburgers. All right, let's get to my E. Evolution. Brown, brown, brown. So, look, obviously, I'm going to be talking about fantasy a lot over the next few months and weeks and days and years. Um, but for right now, there are a few people on my radar 
that I think could take a giant leap this season and become superstar level. I'm going to go with number one, a guy that right now I'm seeing undervalued like crazy because people thought, because people don't realize that his position needs time. He flashed greatness, and now he's in an offense where he's the number one slash two receiver again. Kyle Pitts. I am all in on year three of Kyle Pitts. He flashed last year. Um, He's healthy uh, coming into the season from all the reports. He's going to be healthy from all the reports that I see. Um, Desmond Renner is going to want to dump the ball off into the middle of the field. And Kyle Pitts is going to be there to get that done. I think Bijan Robinson also adds an element that takes some of those safeties and some of those linebackers uh, that were doubling him with the slot corner out of the equation. Uh, I think it's going to be, I, I really think Kyle Pitts is on is, is going to have a great year this year. And I think people are sleeping on him because his expectations were unreasonably high. I'm going to be talking about another guy whose expectations were unreasonably high. And now he's underrated as a result. Garrett Wilson is another guy. The A-Rod bump, we'll be talking about that a little later as well. Chris Olave, I think I'm not a big um, Derek Carr fan, but we do know this. Derek Carr creates good fantasy receivers. He has always been good for fantasy receivers. He's always created them, and he knows how to lock in on one person and make and, and just completely concentrate on that person. So I love, I love myself some Chris Olave. It might be Mike Williams. I mean, Mike, uh, Mike Thomas. That's the only thing I'm scared about. It might be Mike Thomas. But I'm going to say Chris Olave now. Rashad White. Uh, there's no one else in that backfield right now. Uh, the Buccaneers look like they're going to give it to him. And Baker Mayfield loves to check it down to running backs. Uh, Samaje Ryan. I think Samaje Ryan is being slept on heavily in that Broncos offense. Uh, don't forget, Sean Payton is now the... Um, Say, uh, the offensive mind behind that offense in, in with the Broncos. And Samaje Piran showed his chops to be very Mark Ingram-esque last year. I will say that. And finally, Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, look, you don't want to ever bet on a Patriots running back, but at this point, I think it's clear that Bill Belichick and the crew want to give Ramondre Stevenson the ball. They don't usually have a, a, a go-to running back like that, but when they do, he's special. Corey Dillon had special seasons. LeGarrette Blunt had that season where he scored like 20 touchdowns. He was a, he was absolutely phenomenal that season. Um, Lawrence Maroney had a couple of really good seasons. So, look, these guys are spread out. They're far between. I'm going like 15 years back. So, yeah, shout out LeGarrette. Why, wait, why didn't we ever – does anyone call LeGarrette Blunt light him up Blunt? That should have totally been his nickname. I think the weed wasn't as culturally uh, like accepted then. Uh, yeah, but I, I think that those guys, those guys I just mentioned, um, those six names, let me just go through them again real quick. Kyle Pitts, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Rashad White, Samaje P. Ryan, and Ramondre Stevenson are are on my short list of guys I'm really going to like going into the offseason, um, going into the, I'm sorry, the preseason this year. I'm not a big uh, Pitts guy. I'm fine being wrong on the pits this year. Like I could have thrown the Falcons in with baffling for sticking with Desmond Ritter, despite the fact that they spent a top 10 overall pick on a running back. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's a guy who's on a bad offense, Tim. Desmond Ritter at QB. I just spilled my seltzer on my chest. So you're, you're kind of, yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot there. You're choosing a tight end from a team in a bad offense, so you just said you're not going to be drafting players from teams in bad offenses. Unless well, I, you expect I don't, the Falcons to be a decent offense. I don't expect them to be as bad as the Commanders or the the Cardinals. I, I could see Desmond Ritter doing some things. He wasn't horrible last year, and really it's B. John Robinson that really opens up the – I just think having another weapon like that just really opens up everything. All right, Mike, you're up. My next one, Tim – is for all those cheapos out there. F is for frugal. I just had to shout out every year teams spend millions of dollars in free agency, as we know, rightfully so. That's what you have to do to field a competitive football team. But there is one team this year, Tim, that 
fell behind, fell behind the rest. Spent the 32nd most. Who do you think it is? The 32nd most money. The least money in the NFL this offseason. Hmm. This offseason only? This offseason only. Only. Who is the most frugal team? The... I can't even. I I don't know the Vikings. Over the sound like you were. Uh, they were so over the cap. I'm gonna say the Vikings. It's not the Vikings. The most frugal team in the league this year, the Los Angeles Rams. Hmm. Ah, they're yeah. trying to. Did they, they invited a record numbers of undrafted rookies to that team? It's gonna be a wild shit show over there. I'm very interested in to see how the the Rams season goes because they obviously they're not in a tremendous spot, but who knows? Maybe they trade Matthew Stafford. Maybe they trade even Cooper Cup. They have it's not like they don't have interesting pieces, um, but Sean McVay is still there as well. So let's see. Maybe the Rams, as we know, they were tremendous two years ago, a shit show last season. Maybe they're uh, they had a hangover type of year. Maybe they return a little bit every year. There's some shocker teams that come out of nowhere that nobody expected and uh sean McVay and matt stafford wouldn't be the uh the worst tandem to bet on i'm not saying it's going to happen but i'm interested to see how the Rams season goes maybe they're this year's seahawks where they just show up out of nowhere and everyone's like where did they come from but they're also the most frugal team in the league so i just want to shout out the cheapest team of the offseason in the los angeles rams michael uh has an admiration for the cheapest team michael and jason not cheap, frugal. Not cheap, frugal. I will say that. Famously I, frugal, but generous, but I frugal. Spend, I spend money wisely. Very very frugal. Like they get they get hyped if they're like, yo, I just got a sandwich for seven bucks. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna text the group chats. <laughs> I like to spend my money on things like, you know, going out with friends, eating good food, going yeah. on vacations. Uh, we were in Jersey. Things of that I didn't, sort. I was with my, my baby, so I couldn't go. My my uh my actual baby, like not like a like my baby. <laughs> I have two babies, and yes, uh, you have children. Yes, children. yes. And they went to the bar. It was the afternoon. I couldn't go. I had to put him down for a nap and take him for a walk and all that stuff. It was nice, but Michael came back and he he wasn't quite there. But you know, you're drunk when you got those eyes that kind of glaze over, and his eyes were definitely glazed a little bit. And he was telling me all about everything the sangrias, bro, and everything they drank. And then afterwards, he went like this. Only $45 a person. And then he started giggling. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Whoa. And he was just go, he was so relaxed. excited. Now you're, now you're hyperbolizing a little, I'm, bit. a little bit. I but already like, know no, how because you repeated it. Is, you repeated but... it like not in that short span of time that I just had, but you repeated it like six times in a row to different people. You Unbelievable. Have, Such a good deal. You may have so just good. heard. There was a group of like 20 of us. You may have just heard the other people saying the same exact thing. No, like no, Louis. no. Shout out Louis. saying it to every single person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's Michael's frugalness uh, on display. <laughs> not as frugal as the Rams, though. No, definitely not as frugal as the No, no, no. But building, uh, building a better team, though, Michael. Building a better yeah. team. Carry right. on, will you? I'm going to go with grimy. In New York, hmm. grimy, can, it, it means like when you do someone dirty. When you're just like an a-hole, when you're like, like, just like disrespecting someone, you're being grimy, right? When, when you ask someone for a favor and they say they'll do it and then they don't do it, that's grimy. You know what else is grimy? Austin Eckler's new contract, Los Angeles Chargers. What the hell yeah. is this shit? Like, come on, man. This guy has been the best player maybe in the history of your franchise outside, excuse me, best offensive player in the history of your franchise Outside of Ladanian Tomlinson. And this is how you're going to do it, man. Over the last few years, this guy has absolutely killed it for you. And I'm, I'm trying to get, uh, for some reason, his, uh, and they went away. So that's why I'm trying to, I'm stalling a little bit. In the last three years, like two years, excuse me. Let's go four years, actually. Last two years, though, exceptional. 1,558 total yards, 20 total touchdowns, 1,637 yards, 18 total touchdowns in the last two seasons. And it's been so much success for years in a row. He hasn't had less than 933 all-purpose yards. And that was on an injured an injured season in 2020. Like, this guy is killing it for you. He's your entire offense. He's so important. 
and you got such a good deal with him because he was undrafted. He never really got the giant payday. He just kind of got an average payday because an average payday for a guy like that is a giant payday. So he holds out. He wants money like everyone does. And there's no interest somehow around the league to the point where he has to accept this grimy-ass deal. Up to $1 million in incentives that tears up from 1,125 total yards to 600, 1,639 total yards. They're, they're making this guy pay for his pudding and pay like beg for his bread. He already did this shit twice in a row. Up to 600K, hold on, for TDs. That tears up from 10 to 16. So he doesn't even get a TD bonus unless he has 10 touchdowns. It's crazy. 150K for a Pro Bowl. What the hell? For All for a, a $1.75 million raise. It's fucked up, bro. I don't like it. It's grimy. Have some respect for Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler also turned 28 years old. Two weeks ago, May 17th. May 17th, 1995. Look at that. Look, I'm not. Austin Eckler shares a birthday with one of my best pals. Who knew? I'm not saying that he has to sign a freaking, you know, giant contract or a long term extension. All I'm saying is give this man a real raise for at least. I hear you, but he did agree to it. I assume there was some issue like other teams weren't really getting offering what he wanted. That's the issue. Because that's what happens when you're an older running back with a lot of mileage on your legs. Lucky for him, he spent a lot of time sharing the backfield with Melvin Gordon and company. So he he's probably has a little bit fresher legs than most 28-year-olds. Not really in company, just Melvin Gordon. Just Melvin Gordon. But he does a lot <laughs> he does a lot of pass catching work. But like even like the last couple of years you got guys like Josh Kelly and Larry Roundtree stealing early down work because they want to keep Eckler fresh. So I hear you, but I also, that's just the way it is for running backs in the NFL. Very true. Michael, uh, let's get to H. What is your H? This one's, uh, this one's fun. H is for hater. Oh, and I couldn't go the entire episode without talking about the New York Jets. Okay. If you don't believe in the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers, you are a hater. Period. There is no reason not to believe in the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. All I see, all these pundits out there who think the Jets aren't going to make a playoffs, who think the Miami Dolphins are better than the New York Jets, Dolphins get out of here man. with Mister Concussion Tua Tagovailoa. Hey, hey, hey. that that <laughs> bullshit ass team. I've never been a fan of Tua. He's a mediocre ass quarterback. When you get to throw to Terry Kill and Jalen Waddle, of course you're going to look pretty solid. Let's be real. I'm just I'm not a fan of Tua at all. I'm a lefty. He throws some weird ass lefty balls. I just I don't think Tua is a great quarterback, and I apologize for calling him concussion ass to attack my lower. <laughs> but look, the New York Jets are a top five defense in the Michael's a good guy. League. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and company. Alan Lazard over there now. Um, they have a team now with Aaron Rodgers that is set to compete right away. Aaron Rodgers, yes, he took a step back last season, but he played with a rough supporting cast. He played with a broken thumb. Back-to-back MVP seasons the two years prior. He was. He said he was leaning towards retiring before he went into the darkness, and then he came out, and he felt disrespected by the Packers, and he knew he wanted to keep playing, and the Jets are where, is where he wanted to go. Like This guy is not moving to New York, New Jersey, at age 40 to not play football at the highest level that he possibly still can, whether that's top three quarterback in the league, top five, top 10, top 15, maybe he loses it this year. You never know. He is 40 years old. I am not betting against Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I'm not going to be betting against the jets. So if you think the jets aren't going to be a team to a force to be reckoned with this season, you're a hater. Well, we're going to have our first overlap. I'm gonna uh, have to figure out something for K, because Knight in Shining Armor was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to figure something out for K. We'll make that. We'll make that work. I'll, Tim I'll and I uh, on the run. Tim and I, as we always do, because we like to surprise each other, didn't really uh, divulge into our choices. Yeah. Just kind of use the just use the words in here. It's all of us together finding out this. Uh, although we did know the titles, so we're intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I bet you were intrigued by this title, Michael. Yeah, this this title is probably the weirdest title that we'll have. 
for I. It's is that a small child? Okay. Man, Honestly, Tim, think... I I was trying to think about like what could is that a small child be? I was thinking maybe like Devin a chain or something like someone who's short at during the league or something. But yeah, I don't know. Close. <laughs> All right, so here, let me paint the scenario for you, right? Okay. So the Chargers just got to L.A., the newest L.A. team, right? And you're, an, you're a little kid or you're a new fan of the team, and you're going to your first Chargers game, right? Okay. You get up there. You're maybe, you're in the, maybe you're in the top deck. Maybe you're in, like, that middle deck where you could see the, the people, but you can't really see the people. You know what I mean? Like, you can't sure. see facial expressions, but you can see their face. Um, so you're looking. And you see, what is that on the sideline? A small is that, child? Is that a small buck tooth child there? Bro, what and is the answer now? is no. That's Kellen Moore, your <laughs> new offensive coordinator, who looks like a tiny little child, but is one of the best offensive coordinators in the game. And I don't want this to get overlooked. This guy has led the Cowboys to were you expecting this at all, Michael? Like your Tim, I like, just want to give you kudos because you could have just changed K to like Kellen Moore. Instead, you went with "Is that a small child?" For Kellen Moore, the Chargers, whatever. Oh man, that's no. right. <laughs> <laughs> that for K? Um, but we'll figure something out for K. Um, look, where was I? Kellen Moore has been one of the best offensive coordinators in the league so far, and he couldn't get along with Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's a dinosaur. The question is, what effect? will this have on these offenses? I think you cannot underestimate the fact that Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard both had massive success under Kellen Mar. Now he gets Austin Eckler, right? CeeDee Lamb being moved everywhere, inside, outside, has had tremendous success. You can, a little bit of Keenan Allen, right? On the outside, you have this, uh, this big receiver who has had his ups and downs but has had success. You got yourself an Amari Cooper, right? And on top of that, you go from Dak Prescott to Justin Herbert. This is a good situation. This is a good offensive line. This is a good situation that was being held back by the offense. We we complained about the Pete Carmichael offense over and over and over and over again on the podcast last year. And now it's not that anymore. He got fired from the Cowboys and hired, I think, like the day, a day later by the Chargers because they knew what they were finding. They were finding gold. On the other hand, you got the Cowboys. And the Cowboys knew OC, Michael's favorite guy in the entire universe, Brian Schottenheimer. Brian Schottenheimer it Gross. Is, was the Seahawks offensive coordinator before this season. Right? <clears throat> Obviously, the Seahawks turned up after Brian Schottenheimer left. He's been known as a ground-and-pound type, McCarthy-type situation, old-school Schottenheimer. Right. So how does that hold back that offense or does it open up things? Right. Maybe CD land doesn't play as much slot anymore. Maybe he goes to the outside. Maybe he's being able to use in a more um, alpha t sort of manner. Maybe Tony Pollard can carry that load, but we just don't know. And I think that the transfer of power of Kellen Moore and, you know, I don't really fall in love with OCs too much. I was a big fan of Kyle Shanahan when he was with the Falcons because I figured if anyone could do this with 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 Matt Ryan, then whoever can make Matt Ryan an MVP is ready to be a high quality level coach, right? And I was right. I and I feel the same way about Cooper Rush. Like Dak Prescott's good, but he has made Dak Prescott elite. Kellen Moore, you mean? Kellen Moore, yeah, not Cooper Rush. He's Dak Prescott's numbers have been elite. I don't think you're going to find anyone in the universe who says, who looks at Dak Prescott and looks at Justin Herbert and says, uh, together, Dak Prescott's the more talented of the two. Right? So now you're going for a more talented quarterback. Is the head on as straight as Dak's? You never know. Dak's head was a little loose last year, threw a lot of picks. But this could be exciting. This could be the kind of like Justin Herbert takes a leap to MVP type territory. And if he does that, then you're talking about fantasy plethora for everyone. Talking about Mike Williams taking the next step. Talking about Keenan Allen dominating. Talking about Austin Eckler dominating. You're talking about maybe Donald Parham getting some some looks. You're talking about maybe Josh Palmer being a viable player for sometimes. You're talking about an entire team. And on top of that, you got the Quint Quinston Johnston. Now I'm not I'm not huge on Quinston Johnston, but 
he's there. He's a weapon. So a lot of weapons on this team and an offensive coordinator that has known what to do with weapons in the past. So I'm excited about uh, what that means for the Chargers and not so excited about what that means for the Cowboys. I mean, I've always been a a big fan of, of Justin Herbert, Callan Moore. I think it's going to be a, a great, great match made in heaven, as they say. I'm not uh I'm not gonna disagree with you there, Tim. And Austin Eckler is likely to hit those incentives, I'd say. I I hope so. I those hope incentives so. that you uh that you feel so grimy about. I had Austin Eckler last year and oh, I got I just, what, what just happened? I, just, I had I, Austin Eckler last year and I gotta say, like, I loved every second of it. I love you, Austin Eckler. <laughs> I love you as a man, as a person, as a player. Um Michael J. Smoke that J, Michael. Stands for Jumbo. Did you turn it to Jumbo? Do you know where that's from, Tim? No. Did you turn it to Wumbo? SpongeBob, bro. Come on now. Anywho, my J is for Jumbo because the Indianapolis Colts are going to lead the league in Jumbo package usage. Mm. With Anthony Richardson now at the helm, Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and an oh. offensive line with Quinton Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and company. Huge tight ends like Moelle Cox and uh, Jelaine Cax. Moelle Cax. Moelle Cax. Hey. To, <laughs> to block as well. We're looking at a team that's going to run the ball a shit ton. I have no interest in Michael Pittman this season. Michael Pittman was my biggest fade last year at his round three price tag. Um, I did not see the room for growth in his game in that offense. And he was definitely disappointing. It did not live up to his ADP. I don't think he's not talented. I was a huge fan of his coming out. I was hoping the Jets would be able to get him, but he went a few picks prior. So I don't dislike his game. I just don't think he's a 1A alpha type of wide receiver. And now with a very raw quarterback at the helm and Anthony Richardson, who runs a ton, um, who is likely to run a ton, who's likely to hand off John Taylor a ton, probably get some options going now in that offense as well. Alec Pierce had a solid rookie season. Um, they just drafted Josh Downs. Like they are drafting, they they are looking to incorporate some speedy wide receivers. It looks like as well, and they are going to pass a little bit. But I expect this team to be a probably a bottom five passing offense this season, which is not good for uh, the fantasy prospects of this team. But for Jonathan Taylor and company, Jonathan Taylor, as long as he's healthy, is probably going to be getting twenty plus carries, twenty plus touches a uh, a week and I, I think Anthony Richardson may end up being one of these uh you know Justin Fields-esque rookie season um J- uh, Jalen Hurts-esque rookie season where just run a lot 50 plus 60 plus 70 plus rushing yards a game get fantasy points that way Anthony Richardson is likely to be one of those guys where you could stream him every week if he doesn't get the rushing yards he could really shit the bed for you but if he runs for 100 yards and a touchdown and and passes for 150 yards and another touchdown. You have a QB one just like that. So I think the, uh, the Colts jumbo package Colts are going to be a, a very run heavy offense this year with Anthony Richardson taking over in that offense. Let's not forget the type of beast. Justin Fields was last year uh, for fantasy teams. Like he was an absolute phenomenal beast. Um, with that being said, he had, 2,200 passing yards and 17 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Like, he did nothing through the air. It was all on the ground. So it's possible. It's here. All right, Michael. I'm on my I'm on my pivot. I've pivoted. Knees, please. I'm talking, I'm talking Brees Hall. Brees Hall, please. I'm keeping it with the Jets. Brees Hall, please, man. Please, please, please. Your knees, they need to come back full strength because the the just the tiny little piece. Of tape that you put out last year just showed an explosiveness that I literally have never seen in the New York backfield. Even we when we had Curtis Martin, he was more of a bruiser. He never had that like explosiveness. Um, and then you go through all the running backs in Jets history. We got a washed up, like not washed up, but we got the end of career, LaDainian Tomlinson. Okay. We got an end of, of year of uh, career, uh, Le'Veon Bell after missing a season. Okay. Um, you know, Lamont Jordan, um, you know, Thomas Jones. Like these are these are the guys that have been in our backfield. Sean Green. Like there's been no type of explosion 
And I just want to see that explosion again because this is a guy that has the opportunity to be the number one overall pick um, next year. Not not yeah. next year, not the upcoming year, but the year after. As, he could be the number one overall pick. As as Jets fans watching every game um, pretty darn closely, Brees Hall is just on another level last year. Just as a rookie, like right away, this dude was breaking ankles, taking taking it to the house, just making huge plays for the Jets. Um even in the games it. where it took him a little while to adjust, he was still playing well. Yeah, I'm hoping he could return quickly and healthy and back to his normal self. Knees as well. Please. Please. Because right now, too, please, he's, he's being slept on in these drafts. He's being slept on by these experts creating these lists about running backs and stuff. He's being slept on. Underrated. Anyway, Michael, you're on the Please, knees. L. Michael, don't take L. this L. L is for loose. Loose, Tim, because one, I'm making the executive decision, the loosely executive decision that this will now be two episodes because we are now halfway through and at the 45 minute mark. Are you? Are you? Is, is that because I was just thinking like we just made it halfway through. So that means we could push through in an hour and a half. <laughs> All right. You make the executive decision. No, no, no. no. We'll, 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 we'll cut it. We'll cut it. We'll make it two episodes. We'll let the people like uh, enjoy this for a long time. And two. Loose because the nuke is loose. DeAndre ah. Hopkins has been released by the Arizona Cardinals, and we have a star-studded wide receiver hitting the market for the first time um, post-free agency, right? I mean, I guess it's still free agency. Like, he's now a free agent, but, you know, post the regular free agency run. And he now gets to decide where he ends up. The Cardinals, they clearly had a horrific uh relationship going there because they're eating like 22 million dollars um which is not ideal and i'm sure they could have gotten at least like a fifth round pick or something for the guy but he's now a free agent there have been rumors of course for the chiefs and the bills trade rumors prior but then that didn't happen both of those teams would probably need to make some adjustments to their cap room to be able to get um deandre hopkins i think it makes sense for both of those teams to go after a guy like him, but then like any team that's a contender probably makes sense to go over DeAndre Hopkins, but now he gets to choose which team he thinks is going to be um, the best fit for him. Tim, do you think he's going to go to a team like main reason Super Bowl or main reason to just try to ball out and be the number one guy? Like he could go to say he go like the Lions still have cap space. Say he goes to the Lions. With Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, he'll likely have to, you know, share wide receiver duties there. Or he could go to, say, the, I mean, even the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and be the number one guy. It's not like the Chiefs have a number one guy outside of Travis Kelsey. Like, I guess he'd have to compete with Travis Kelsey. But do you think he's aiming more towards being the the A1 player or the the Super Bowl? He was, when he was on the podcast, I listened to his, um, his interview, I can't remember. I think in the I Am Athlete podcast, something like that. I'm not sure. I'm sorry if I messed that up. Um, but he said he's looking for organizational stability and a quarterback who makes his teammates better and loves the game, which might be a little bit of a shot at Kyler Murray. Not going to yeah. lie. Um, Call of Duty Murray. Yeah. So, I mean, for another report that I heard was that he's going to have to make a decision between payday and Super Bowl because he can get a payday from a team who's, you know, less in the running and more in the market of getting a, like a DeAndre Hopkins, like a, I mean, like a New York Giants, right? The, they're, they're a long shot to win the Super Bowl, even with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, or like you said, he could join one of those teams. So I, well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because every fan base can make a case for why DeAndre Hopkins could be in their team. And, uh, I mean, there's been some reports from some GMs that he can't move anymore. I didn't see that last year personally, um, but we'll see. It, it'll be interesting to see who lands DeAndre Hopkins because right now there is like 11 teams that have like a legit, like, we need him kind of situation. Yeah. So, yeah, they cut him loose. We're going to cut this loose. I think, I think you're right, Michael. We're at 50 minutes now. I was I was, uh, I was getting a little crazy there. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll cut this off. And we'll go with round two will be honestly, we'll probably record this right after right now since we're in the groove and then uh, give it to you the next time we're on. Don't forget to check, for out, to check out uh, the Dynasty Don. 
Uh, Matt, he has his solo podcast and also with a ton of guests, like like every other podcast, he has like a guest. And that's the Dynasty um, stuff. And, and Dynasty still going and pumping strong. And, you know, if you're one of those guys who likes to have Twitter arguments, they're still going very, very hard um, right now. So go get yourself a Twitter argument. Go get yourself some knowledge from us. And then we'll see you again uh, in two weeks uh, with the rest of this list. So thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. If you do have the time, please like and subscribe on uh, YouTube. And yeah, Michael, where can they find you? At Brodo FF Mike. You can find me at Brodo FF Tim. You can find Matt at Psychword FF. You can find Cass at Brodo FF Casanova. You can tr- find uh, Jason at, at Brodo FF Jason. Uh, you can find us all at Brodo Fantasy and at FF by Brodo for anything you need on the app front. Um, BrotoFantasy.com is the hub where we have a team of writers that are um, still going. Matt just released his Zach Charbonnet um, article, which is why I didn't mention Ken Walker when I mentioned the apples. Uh, But yeah, Uh, Michael, I have a very important question for you. Hmm. What did you order and what were the apps like on Sunday? What did you order, man? Tell the people. Grouper sandwich. Grouper sandwich. Nice. Was it blackened? Black and grouper sandwich. Black and grouper sandwich. Tremendous. Some tartar sauce on the side. Oh, I'm not a big fan of tartar. I don't like mayonnaise. Uh, with some French fries, though. I uh, don't like mayonnaise. Bro, but 14 bucks for a grouper sandwich. It's supposed to come with chipotle mayo. I asked for tartar sauce instead. Okay. What'd you guys get for apps? For the appetizers, some chicken wings, some oh, nice. crab dip. Were they hot? They were hot. Nice, nice. Because I know there's some, uh, there's some wussies in that group that you were with that don't like spicy food. They were they were moderately hot, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what too, guys. We're going on a trip, a boys' trip in the woods coming up. I'm very excited right. about it. I was I was able to get my wife's in my in laws, my wife's parents, to take in my wife and my two kids for one of the days, so that I can go. So I'm very happy that I can go. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to eating all the food. Michael hamburgers or uh, if you had to give up one food for the rest of your life. Would you rather give up hamburgers or just fish sandwiches? Fish sandwiches? That's too easy. I'll just eat fish out of a sandwich. 